Welcome to Wisdom at the Crossroads. I'm your host, Amanda Onchalenko, and I'm excited to invite you into my studio practice remotely. Together, let's pause the rhythm of the day as we dive into the backstories of an artistic life, my life, exploring lessons learned through creativity and inspiration. So get yourself a beverage and let's settle in for a short while as we reflect on how some of my favourite paintings have evolved and what wisdom I have found at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Thanks for joining me on this podcasting journey. I'm looking forward to inviting you into my studio space to share in the backstories of inspiration and process that have resulted in my work in art. After more than 20 years of studio practice, I have created a lot of art. Most pieces find their forever home, but over the years, I have amassed a collection of artwork that spans my career to date, and it is these works that we live with that I would like to begin the storytelling. There is a wide variety. There are pieces on paper, on canvas and on panel, and art quilts that have travelled further on exhibition than I have, which is actually saying something, considering I'm an expat Australian and the commute to my original home starts at about 12,000 kilometres. The pieces I have kept are all different, yet they do share one common denominator, and that is the fact that they have taught me a lesson or modelled something in particular that I feel is worth remembering. Living with them reminds me of a time in my personal or family history, and mostly they are pieces I have forbidden my husband from selling off the dining room wall. It was a thing there for a while in the early days. When we have something in our personal interior landscape for a long time, those pieces can make us feel at home and grounded. It's only when things change, when we rearrange something, when we move, or as we are now, in recent years during this pandemic, spending more and more time at home, that we tend to notice our environment more. Our personal effects can be a comfort, but at the same time, the familiarity they offer means they can easily blend into the background to be unremarkable. The places and spaces we inhabit and are inspired by can be like that collection of paintings on the walls at home. The more familiar they are, the less we see them. Kathy Heller likes to say, energy flows where attention goes. Through our interactions, I want to help you to see and experience the familiar, to explore and find inspiration in your personal circumstances, wherever that might be, to come back home to yourself. I want our interactions to be about finding and seeking presence, and I'll use the process I am most familiar with to do that. Creativity has always been my road to presence, so that's where I'd like to start. For those not familiar with my work, it is generally colourful, semi-abstracted, and though it might be inspired by a particular place, I have no desire at all to replicate the real world. I prefer inference and reference and an emotional connection to an experience. The act of painting takes me to the zone, that place where time stands still and the worries of my world fall away. It is a place where I am fully present in the moment and a place I would like to introduce you to, to share in the stories my paintings tell. The painting I want to chat about today started out inspired by a collection of photographs I took one day on the trip home from the girls' gymnastics class when the sun was shining on the incidental green space along the side of the road. It was a wild and woolly and fully in bloom. This painting has taught me several lessons, including a new reminder I am in need of learning, and that is to keep better records of my artwork. I'm actually embarrassed to tell you that I don't have a professional photograph of this piece nor a name written on the back of the stretcher, which has been my habit for many years now. I am going to rename her Prairie Girl after the once small prairie girls 
whose daily activities inspired her beginnings. At home she hangs in what we affectionately have come to refer to as the Starbucks corner. I don't know about you, but at our house during COVID, we have found different uses for the different areas in our house. The dining room has become a multi-purpose design studio, a Zoom room, an office and a bistro for when the takeout boxes are traded in for a tablecloth and dimmable lighting. The living room is my daughter's office, preferred by the cat in the afternoon and also the yoga bar. But since I'm inviting you into my space and suggesting you get yourself a cup of tea or coffee, something stronger if you prefer, there is no judgment here, let's imagine we are settling into the Starbucks corner in the lovely morning sun. Since this podcast is not a visual medium, for now you'll have to use your imagination. Later you can find the images we discuss on my website, www.mandart.ca. The mand is a contraction of my very long name, and art is what I do. The CA is important. It stands for Canada, which is where I am. You might also find visuals on Instagram at mandartcanada, all one word. It will save you trying to spell out my last name. You're welcome. When I'm working, I like to allow a painting to evolve, and I think this podcast will similarly evolve into what it is meant to be. Should you have questions or comments, please feel free to reach out. Now back to the plan. The painting, the newly renamed Prairie Girl, is a semi-abstracted landscape, 30 inches square, painted in acrylic on canvas in 2003. That was in the early days of having a studio when I shared space and barely had time to get there during the course of any week. Those were the days when the needs of our then very young children were my focus and my creative practice slotted in anywhere I could squeeze it in. The rhythm of the weekly schedule showed me snippets of inspiration, but I did not have the luxury to take a day or an afternoon to seek and be inspired, so I took any opportunity as it arose. These moments had to be found as they were easily blended into the background of familiarity. In 2003, our daughters were six and four years old, and gymnastics was a weekly activity. The facility we attended was a bit of a hike from home, along a secondary road, yet still within the city limits. I don't want to say I'm a distracted driver, but I am very observant, I am curious, and I am always very aware of my environment. Each week the roadside foliage along the way, some might say weeds, but that's a judgment, and remember, there is no room for judgment here. With each week, the foliage scrambled more and more energetically as the weather warmed into summer and the roadside bloomed. I love a little incidental landscape, you know, those uncurated spaces along the side of the road, in infill lots, along railway lines, in suburbia, or anywhere really, where the weeds and grasses are allowed to compete and freely blossom. In the image Prairie Girl, you can see the suggestion of the prairie landscape stepping into the background and the roadside weeds scrambling in the foreground. For me, this painting will always be a direct reference to that one sunny afternoon after gymnastics class when I pulled off to the gravel shoulder in my bottle green minivan. I handed my girls a snack and juice box to consume in the back seat while I quickly snapped a dozen or so pics on my little elf camera before hopping back into the van and heading home. I am probably dating myself, but this was before digital cameras and iPhones. Nothing was instantaneous, and printing the film was a delayed and intentional act. My studio at the time was a shared squeeze, but was a space that was exclusively mine while I was there in the odd hours I could make it, and it was a place to be creative. There I was not worried someone would eat the chalk pastels or hurt themselves with toxic or sharp implements, and I could relax and immerse myself in colour in the process of interpreting the world around me. I worked on paper initially and quickly developed the habit of painting on multiple projects and simultaneously. 
I can't even remember what I was working on as the main focus at the time, but I do recall I had this 30 by 30 inch canvas that kind of became the canvas I ended my day with, meaning I used it to clean my brushes and use up any excess paint at the end of my time there. The foreground evolved into a reference to that overzealous stretch of wildflowers on the roadside. It is quite colourful as marks were dependent on what had survived the day in my paint palette. It's a little repetitive and just like the weedy blooms I was recalling, it too found its own rhythm. This happened without much conscious thought and the piece evolved from a vague premise without any preliminary thoughts or sketches. My primary goal was to use up the paint and not be late for pickup. I was immersed in the process with zero expectation and I guess effectively I was getting out of my own way. This incidental green space, first encountered in those trips to gymnastics class, had bloomed through the struggle and competition for resources untended just as my painting had begun. This prairie girl reminds me to be present, to be observant and to be aware but possibly the most important lesson I learned happened in the top part of the composition in the sky. When I did take a pause to evaluate what was happening on the canvas, I didn't feel the sky was working, so with one of those self-critical statements, I remember telling myself emphatically, man, this looks like absolute crap. So with that, I proceeded to paint out the sky with white gesso, effectively overpainting with the intention to erase what I had done and start again. As luck would have it, the paint oozed in great globs across the surface as well as on my desk, and since it was almost time to leave, I gathered a spoon or something like that to corral the liquid mess back into a container. As I brushed and dabbed at it, some of the purple paint from below the surface began to blend with the white on the top, and as each spoonful of salvaged paint stretched across the painting to reach its new container, long strips of liquid paint drizzled across the surface. Exasperated and literally up to my elbows in wet paint, I paused to take in the sky that had bloomed into a pending prairie storm and if you look closely, there is the suggestion of a dark giant eagle taking flight. Prairie Girl lives in the Starbucks corner of the living room. She has a beautiful handcrafted wood frame made by my talented friend and picture framer. In it, her presence reminds me of my own Prairie Girl. It reminds me to take those detour adventures when I can and to allow events to unfold. Sometimes what happens will follow the course we have planned while at other times a new path will be forged and that path just might take us to somewhere new and unexpected. Years later, while I was doing some experiments with dye sublimating imagery onto fabric, I used the same painting as a source image. It meant really enlarging parts of the composition. When I received the prints back, details from the foreground had blossomed into a clear elemental image, a lovely fairy hidden in plain sight. She became yet another reminder to be present to be aware and observant in our daily travels because we just might find some hidden magic along the way. I want to help you to find a way to presence through the example of my stories but before we start, if you are driving or operating heavy machinery while listening, please stop this recording right now and return to it when you can take a few minutes in a quiet spot to connect with yourself. For those who are continuing, this short meditation will only take between four and five minutes. And before you start, I want to ask you, do you have a memory of a place that provided you with a little adventure? Some place that created a detour on the rhythm of your day? I want you to think of that place 
as you take a few deep breaths to centre yourself and settle in wherever you are. Feel the weight of your body on the surface that supports you, whether you are sitting or lying down. Seek balance as you visualise equal pressure on both sides of your body. Ease into a comfortable rhythm with your breath. Strive to balance the length of the inhale to match the length of the exhale at your own pace. Let it be comfortable and let it be natural. Aim for balance. Try to be aware of where you are right now in this moment. Visualise it behind your closed and relaxed eyes. Feel it and know it. Now allow yourself to go to that adventurous place you remember. The one that's like my uncultivated roadside attraction that bordered the edge of a section of urban prairie. You are comfortable and safe there. You smile to yourself, in fact, as you remember being there in the past. It is a place that brought you joy. A place that offered you a brief diversion, however large or however small. It is a place where you got to spend time in your own presence. Breathe into that moment. Invite that feeling of joy into your cells with the breath. Breathing in and breathing out. Keep at your own pace. My long ago visit with myself took place amidst wildflowers growing freely and uncultivated. I love that word, free and uncultivated. Doesn't that phrase have a lovely ring to it? How do those words resonate for you? Were those words present at that place you remember? Maybe you were like my children that day, safe and warm in the car, eating snacks while taking in the view. Or maybe you were like me, stepping into a wonderland ever so briefly, where you can recall the bright sun shining down upon you and illuminating your soul. Take a few minutes to fully appreciate these positive feelings. Bring them into focus with each new and balanced breath. And as you breathe out, allow anything that isn't feeling right, something that isn't comfortable, allow that to leave your cells on the exhale. Breathing in and breathing out. Follow your own rhythm for two or three more cycles and enjoy your return to visit that joyful place. What was it like? How did it feel? 
What parts of that day can you hold on to? Start to bring your focus back to where you physically are in the present moment. Become aware of your immediate surroundings. Allow movement to return to your fingers and toes. Take a few further breaths as you open your eyes to reacquaint with your present surroundings. Take your time. Be kind to yourself as you return to the rhythm of your day. A day that hopefully takes a little bit of that light from your recent reflections with you. Thank you for joining me today for sharing in presence together. I would look forward to connecting with you again soon as we journey through the backstories of my artistic practice in the search for presence. Until then, may you be more, be present and do a little less. I'll see you on Tuesdays unless you pop into my messages on Instagram at Mandart Canada or via my website www.mandart.ca. Hope to see you soon. Bye.